Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. We're in our 18th or 19th year um, on Voice America, and it's a wonderful network to get such inspirational information and timely information. And I do want to, I know that this show is evergreen, meaning you can listen years later, but I do want to tailor it to our current situation in 2020. We're now in April of 2020, where we are in, in the middle of a pandemic, the coronavirus. So all of the guests that I interview, we talk about the topic and we relate it to what's happening now because we're all being affected by our situation. My guest today is Jessica Baum, and she's talking about empathy and how we need to balance it. And Jessica Baum is the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach, and she's the creator of the Self-Full Method, which is a therapeutic path to personal wellness and freedom from codependence. She is a certified addiction specialist, and her focuses are on chemical abuse, codependency, and anxiety. She also is a certified imago therapist, which brings her compassionate and effective relationship counseling experience to families and couples. Uh, and also within addiction treatment centers. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, there's a lot more to say about your bio, but I really want to talk with you about your experience and um, ask you, I'm really glad that you're here, particularly when we're talking about empathy and codependence during this very tough time, when a lot of us in a way are kind of forced to be codependent because we're with people all the time in our family you know, if we're stay at home right now. So um, I'd like you to address that, but tell us how you created this self-full method. Sure. So I actually, I've been working with codependency for a long time, and I, I started uh, a lot of work actually in treatment centers, building family programs, but I started helping people who have a tendency to give too much, um, over-empathize, and abandon themselves. So I started to tell those people and start to work with them um, in developing a healthier sense of self and setting boundaries and all of that. And I would say to them, you've got to learn how to be selfish. And it's not really what I wanted to say to them, and it wasn't really the right word. And, and they would look at me like, you're crazy, and that's a really awful word, and there was a lot of negative, negative attached to that. And the truth is I didn't want them to be selfish, but I had to come up with a way to help them learn how to be less selfless. So mm-hmm. I came up with the word self-full, and being self-full is being able to have empathy and have boundaries and take care of yourself so it's in the middle a little bit better. So I started to use this word and then come up with like a treatment approach around it, and I started to see a lot of codependent people could absorb the treatment a lot better because of the mm-hmm. verbiage alone being changed. But then there was a lot of... Um, a lot of structure built around internal boundaries and self-care from a self-full approach. So let's talk effective. about, yeah, let's talk about the difference between codependent, right, and interdependent. I think yeah, people, so I, I personally believe that we're all a little codependent. You know, mm-hmm. um, codependency at its extreme is really toxic and unhealthy, but the truth is, that we need people, right? And it's healthy to need um, people in our lives. And to depend on people is a very healthy thing. When you slip into codependency, it's an unhealthy exchange and an unhealthy needing. And one person usually gives up all their needs and takes care of another person's needs. And there's um, like a toxic cycle that happens in that type of relationship. When someone is really interdependent, they don't need as many people, but you can be too far on the end of that spectrum too and be an isolator and and not be vulnerable and not have a lot of relationships in your life. So there's a whole spectrum of what is healthy and what is unhealthy, and everybody has a different level of needs in terms of what they need in the world. But on either end of the spectrum, it's unhealthy. So it's unhealthy to be way too interdependent and not need anyone 
Mm-hmm. And it's really unhealthy to be super, super dependent and need everyone and not be able to meet any of your own needs yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very good distinction. And I appreciate that. So before I ask you questions, I would like to talk about the virus in terms of you know, more people now are together. I mean, I think we, we heard something from China that there are more people that got divorces after this passed because they were together so much and, um, you know, the, the flaws really came through. So what do you say to people who um, are together a lot and may have codependency issues in their relationships, particularly at this time when we're compressed you know, we're really being told to stay home. Yeah, I like that you asked that question. And I, I think that, you know, any type of relationship issues you had prior to COVID are going to be stressed um, now, especially because you're home with that loved one and you're under a lot of stress together and there's no relief and there's no space and there are no boundaries. So, uh you know, finances, for example, is, is a good is a good is, is good to look at. That's a typical thing that a, a lot of couples fight about now more than ever. They're home, and they're going to fight about it even more because it's probably more to the surface. So I, I caution people a lot to take space and set boundaries while they're home with COVID and not make any impulsive decisions because we are all under a lot of stress, and it is normal for our stuff. Our, our conflict to come to the surface and we're not really in the best position to um, navigate that conflict right now because of all the stress that we're in. Uh, a lot of the stress and anger that couples are experiencing are, is just fear and it's coming out and a lot of the issues that they're fighting about are old issues, but they're being ex- exacerbated because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Any advice on that? Any Comments or advice if that, when that's happening? Yeah, um, to have perspective that uh, your relationship's probably not used to this level of stress um, and this level of containment and to take lots of space. Um, and also know that if your partner is lashing out or if they're um, showing signs of anger, that it most likely is fear and they're not having an easy time expressing vulnerably what is really bothering them. And instead of expressing what's bothering them, they're lashing out. So if you can get underneath that and say, hey, I know you you sound angry. You might be really scared right now or this is a really scary time and start to kind of look at your partner as someone who's just reacting in fear and how they know how to react in fear and build some compassion right now. And remember that we are on each other's teams right now. We have to remember that more than ever. Um, and that a lot of the reactions and a lot of the issues that are coming up are going to get better and you have an opportunity to work on them once COVID passes a little. But if you could be patient and build some compassion for how your partner might be responding, that could be helpful in saving your marriage or your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're hearing these stories from people you work with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah, they're in domestic violence is up. And, you know, it's funny, I had a client before you tell me, oh, on Facebook, everybody's family looks like they're all spending all this time. And I'm like, that's not really what's going on in everybody's home. There's a mixed range of emotions and, and situations, and we're not seeing the more challenging um, situations. And there are a lot of, you know, couples that are in a lot of distress and families that are in distress, and they're not handling it well. Um, and there's just no relief. There's not a lot of relief right now or enough support out there. So we have to kind of just take it one day at a time. But, yeah, I am seeing all of that. I do predict that you know, divorce rates might go up. And I just really hope that people can kind of see, you know, zoom out and see this in a larger, like a bigger perspective right now and get out of the conflict as much as possible. Mm, Very true. Are you doing any support groups or special counseling or anything around this, Jessica, for people to know about? So so I I have a closed support group for women on Facebook on my Relationship Institute of Palm Beach. That's for women who want to leave a toxic relationship. But I went live on Friday for an hour, and I've been going live as much as I can. It's actually 
been a very busy season for me since COVID, but I do go live on my social media outlets, and I've been offering specific advice to people who are relationships and families that are under stress during COVID, and, and there are some tips that I give people primarily around anxiety and validating news, not watching your 401k. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of suppress the anxiety in the home and create a sense of safety, at least within your home. So Mm. I know for myself... What are a couple of those? We have like two minutes for breaks. So just give us a couple of those. Would one be to limit the news? (laughs) Absolutely. Limit the news. That's definitely going to help. Another one is asking for space learning how to ask for space in an effective way and allowing your partner to have space. We're not used to being together all this time, and it's really good to take space from each other um, and not kind of have all your anxious talks together, but to kind of decompress, go for a walk if, if you can do that, and, and learn how to ask for space, which is someone who struggles with codependency has a hard time doing to begin with. So I'm really encouraging that people kind of ask for space and check in with themselves and self-soothe right now. All right, we're going to take a break on that note. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jessica Baum more about tips to get through the COVID virus, particularly if you're in a tough relationship, codependent relationship. We'll also talk about uh, choosing white relationships and how do you know if they're unhealthy behaviors. Uh, Again, my guest today is Jessica Baum. She's the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach and the creator of the Selfful Method. She's a licensed mental health counselor. And stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking for a fun yet informative program about health care for your pet? Check out Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. They look into natural health alternatives for ourselves, so why not our pets? This program provides the most up-to-date, accurate, and innovative information about traditional and holistic veterinary medicine. You'll find a ton of answers regarding your pet's health every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. And my guest today is Jessica Baum, and we're talking about balancing and understanding empathy, codependency, being interdependent. She is is a licensed mental health counselor and the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach. She created the Self-Full Method, which is a therapeutic path to personal wellness and freedom from codependence. 
And she's also a third certified imago therapist and brings her work to effective to helping couples with relationships. Welcome back, Jessica. Thank you. All righty. So you gave us some tips in the first segment about, you know, what do you do in a relationship when you're together a lot and you're not used to it or your relationship may not be quite as healthy. And you talked about certainly setting boundaries, right? Limiting television and limiting the news and, um, you know, making sure that people understand that you need your own space. And you also said that that's harder to do when you're codependent and you want to please people. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at how you know that you're in an unhealthy relationship. You know, sometimes we can fight or be angry or disagree. And sometimes there's an issue that's, um, you know, really upfront in your face. And so it causes a lot of tension. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're in an unhealthy relationship. You may be going through a hard time together, which may not bring out the best in you, may bring out the worst in you. But again, that does not necessarily mean you're in an unhealthy relationship. So give us some definition around that. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, unhealthy relationships, you know, like domestic violence and extreme abuse are definitely different than couples that are going through challenges. Often I think that we start relationships and, you know, we go some go through something called the honeymoon phase and that can that can last two days or two years. And that's a really great phase, but it's not the relationship. And we show up as our best selves and, you know, everything is going well. And then we shift into the power struggle phase. And a lot of people think that the relationship is bad or there must be something wrong with the relationship. But the truth is that relationships are supposed to have conflict um, and healthy conflict resolution. And they also are going to bring up your trauma and trigger you. That's very normal in a lot of relationships. So what I mean by that is if you had something deep inside you um, growing up or an insecurity or a wound, it's likely going to show up at some point in your relationship. And it doesn't mean that your relationship isn't healthy. It means there might be an opportunity for you to learn from what is showing up, um, that your partner is stepping on something that was already there in the past and now Mm -hmm. is showing up in your life again. So having awareness that if you're feeling a lot of intensity in your relationship, it's not necessarily that there's something bad or wrong with the relationship. It means that there's more work to be resolved within the coupleship, but also within yourself. Um, So it, it can be a little, I guess, complicated to understand what is going on. Um, But I do believe all relationships come into our life for a reason and they all kind of have a spiritual undertone in terms of some of these conflicts are supposed to grow with our partner and move and it's really important that we're growing and learning. And some of them point up our own insecurities or help us create boundaries or some of them are toxic and our, our growth is actually to choose to leave them. So there's always a reason why we're in relationship with another and the the conflicts that are coming up aren't necessarily bad. They're kind of like a flashlight also into your own inner work as well. Very true. You have you have a five must have tips for relationship success. So although they're not easy relationships, you have uh, five insights that help couples make it through those tough times. What are they, Jessica? I I think um, some of the insights that couples need to have to make it through the tough times is one, they're experiencing intense conflict. Sometimes it's not the obvious. So sometimes it can be a trigger that um, activates something that is older. So that is one of the insights. I'm trying to think of some of the other insights of the the article that you're you're pointing to right now, and I don't, I don't remember that article specifically, but I, I think it also is important to remember that the things that you might have fallen in love with, um, with your partner, those very attributes and traits, sometimes are the things that you struggle with later, and 
most importantly, I want you to know that that's normal. A lot of um, conflict and struggle and um, being frustrated with something that you once were enamored by um, is a very normal process in part of the therapeutic stages. Like I mentioned, honeymoon, and then there's there's that power struggle stage where you're in conflict. And those, those stages are very typical, and they lead you to the last stage, which is um, more commitment. And in order to grow as a relationship, you might need to look honestly a lot at yourself and what is coming up and not blame the other person for all the feelings that you might be having in the relationship that are coming up. Nine times out of ten. Right. And that brings up my next question. How do Mm -hmm. you have those hard conversations about what you're feeling? That is not an easy thing. Yeah, and I, what the biggest mistake I, I think that couples make and I see over and over is they blame their partner for their feelings. And we know this in psychotherapy um, that no one causes us feelings per se. The feelings exist inside of us. So when you want to talk to your partner about difficult feelings, you want to always say, what is coming up for me, what I'm feeling. You want to stay away from you're making me feel or you are a and labeling them. You want to kind of Mm -hmm. explain your world and your experiences from your own perspective instead of shifting blame because what that does is it gets your partner on the defense. I always tell people you want to stay curious and you want to speak your truth. And a lot of times that people um, struggle with being vulnerable because they're scared. They're scared of a perceived outcome or they haven't spoken their truth before in the relationship but it's really important that you do speak your truth from a, a position of this is what's coming up for me. This is how I feel rather than blaming your partner. Well, and I know that in Imago therapy, part of the therapy is that you actually jump over literal, uh, figuratively into that other person's world so that you begin to, to understand their point of reference and point of view. Expand on yeah, that. Yeah, and so a lot of... Yeah, a lot of healing in Imago therapy isn't quite solution-based. It's more empathy-based. So the idea is that we come into our partnerships with our lenses, right, and our history and our trauma and all of that. And so we both have different perspectives sometimes on the same situation. So when a couple comes to me with conflict, what I have them do is instead of arguing the conflict, they start to build empathy by mirroring and understanding how the other partner is seeing this situation completely differently and how that traces back to a lot of other things in their family of origin. And it starts to create empathy and understanding as to how we respond. And once we start to understand how our partner is responding in the world and what has, what has made them who they are and where they've come from, we start to navigate the relationship issues differently. So what might seem like a small issue that created a large response, like not taking the garbage out, when you really look at that, you can see how the reaction is much deeper than the obvious of what's going on on the surface. So it's about building empathy and understanding um, that we are very different, and sometimes we have to put down our perspective and jump on the other side of the fence and just be curious and start to understand the other person's perspective. Yeah, and, you know, just using that example, Jessica, of taking the garbage out, so, and, you know, follow me on this, it, so your partner doesn't take the garbage out, and usually does, and this is, you've, you've reminded them, I'm just going to give you a scenario, you've reminded them two or three times they haven't done it, and you are just so angry, and you're trying to figure out, why am I so angry, you know, why, this is the garbage, I can take it out. So my feeling about that and is that this is, goes back to that root feeling, that sort of core value of, gee, they don't care about me anymore. You know, they've always been mm-hmm. responsive and they just don't care. And so that makes me angry. Instead of, you know, maybe they're numb from, from everything going on and they're just more forgetful because they're numb and it has nothing to do with me. So what do you think? Absolutely. I think that is, very well said and and usually when you have a response like that it is hitting a core wound and it might be they don't care about me or they don't love me or I'm invisible and you right. start want to you kind of want to start to notice have I felt this feeling before my partner is bringing up this feeling I'm having a strong reaction is this something I've felt before in my life 
And there's a chance that there is a history of it. And if you can start to see that this is something that has built up inside of you, um, you're going to see that you're going to react to it every time it shows up for you in your coupleship. And knowing the history and even explaining the history to your partner could help. But also knowing that if you feel like they don't love you when they're not listening to you or you're not being seen, that there might even be some internal work to, to do with yourself around that topic as well. Very, very true. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break in a minute. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about what friendship, if we talk about healthy relationships, what friendship really means, because sometimes you can be in an unhealthy friendship. Um, you know, outside of a couple, you may have a very close friend and that may not be healthy. So when we come back, let's take a look at that in light of, you know, what's going on where people may be even talking more to each other and it may become uh, more intense because of the virus and because we really need to reach out more than ever because we're not around people except for those people close to us unless we live alone and then we're by ourselves. So um, we're going to talk about that in terms of friendships, what's healthy, what's not healthy, what's give, what's take, um, and are you negatively bonding with that friend? You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, and my guest today is Jessica Baum, and she uh, she is the executive director, or actually she's the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach and the creator of the Self-Full Method. All right, and Jessica, how can people log on to your website? Um, www.relationshipspb.com is uh, my Relationship Institute website. Thank you so much. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. My guest today is Jessica Baum. 
She's a licensed mental health counselor, and she's the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach and the creator of the Self-Full Method, a therapeutic path to personal wellness and freedom from codependence. She's a certified addiction specialist as well and focuses on chemical abuse, codependency, and anxiety. And she's a certified imago therapist, which brings her compassion and effective relationship counseling to families and couples. Jessica's own personal core belief is centered around the importance of connection, both to oneself and the outside world. She believes the crux of most personal struggles can be attributed to a lack of true understanding and personal connection, and that this disconnection is what leads to pain. And that's what we've been talking about. Welcome back, Jessica. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, when the relationship, um, when you know that there may be an issue with a friendship. And yeah, I, love, I love that topic. Um, because we're talking about people's relationships or romantic relationships. And the same things apply a lot that we spoke about in our friendships, too. And um, if you're a person who tends to be more codependent and more selfless, you're going to attract friends who you're going to create the pattern as well, but you're going to continuously mm-hmm. give in your friendships and you might not have an even exchange of give and take. So you really want to look at your friendships and notice, is this person there for me? Am I always constantly giving? Do I receive from them as well? So it's, it's, that's one of the things that you, you really kind of want to notice about your friendships because they really, it's not always balanced. I mean, sometimes our friends go through harder periods and we're giving a little bit more and vice versa, but you want to feel like they'll be there for you um, and that you are receiving from them as well. Yeah. Another thing you kind of want to notice, um, are you competitive with your friend? Are they competitive with you? Friendships are really supposed to support each other. It's not a competition or a battlefield. We should really be happy for our friendships, success, and be giving in our relationships. And I think you can really kind of sit with yourself and ask yourself some questions like, uh, is this person in competition with me? Do I feel competitive with this person? Because if so, that's, it's not a healthy um, type of friendship to be engaged in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next one, I, you know, is a really big one for me being a psychotherapist, but can your friend keep a secret? I've seen it happen so many times where people don't feel safe in their friendships. And if you can't feel safe with your friend, um, that kind of defeats the purpose. So if your friend is a gossip queen or king, you want to be really careful that maybe this isn't a safe friend to have. A friend should be someone that you know you can confide in and you know that you're not going to be exploited uh, later or down the road. Yeah. Can that also happen, though, in your relationship with your spouse or your significant other, that you're worried about trust in terms of secrets or, um, you know, you may not feel safe or you're competitive with each other? That can happen in your close, intimate relationships as well, correct? Absolutely. You know, and and what I see happen with couples a lot is that they don't want to share their secrets because they feel like they'll be used against them mm-hmm. later. So sometimes people take those vulnerabilities and they exploit them later. And that's not a safe relationship to be in either. Um, yeah, pretty much all the things that we're going over can be applied to your romantic relationship as well. Um, you know, another thing to kind of look out for is does does this friendship or romantic relationship bring out um, your unhealthy behaviors? Are you guys really unhealthy together? You see this with couples, like they drink a lot together or they're engaging in unhealthy behaviors or that friendship is your partner in crime. You want to make sure that your relationships, you're also, not to say that you can't, you know, go out and have a drink together, but you want to be doing healthy things together and you want to make sure that you're, relationship is built on that kind of behavior versus, hey, this is the person I can cut loose with and Mm. that's the only activity that we're doing or we're only engaging in unhealthy behaviors. Yeah, I have a question around that. So if you're in an unhealthy relationship and you're working with a therapist and you're getting out of it, okay, and now we're going to create a new relationship. Now, the tendency could be that even though you think you've got this down, 
right? Oh, I'm out of this unhealthy relationship. I'm not going to be in a relationship like that again. I'm just not. And then lo and behold, somebody comes along and it's very similar to what you had before. How, what are the warning signals with that, Jessica, of getting back into those same old patterns? I would say that it's more of an indicator that there's something unresolved inside of you that you are creating the same pattern over and over again mm. to learn something and maybe you haven't healed it or resolved it so you're recreating it. You could be doing yes. that consciously or unconsciously. Uh, you hear that a lot with like trauma bonding, but if you're leaving like play quote unquote toxic narcissistic relationship and you keep attracting the same kind of male or female in your life, there, it sheds more light on what where your work is, more self-love, better boundaries, better self-care. If you don't do the internal work, there's a good chance you're going to attract the same lesson um, over and over and over again. Because remember, our, our relationships are our teachers, and we're going to repeat the same pattern or recreate the same pattern until we learn to shift something inside of us. Mm. I really get that. I really understand that one well. Yeah, particularly the part about how you haven't healed it, so you're going back in and recreating it. I never thought of it that way. But um, I've seen that even in my own relationship where I'll go back and say, that was just like my parents. I mean, almost identical. How, how did that happen? As you said, it happened because something wasn't resolved there. So um, it's very interesting how we'll create something that reminds us so much of something that was very familiar to us, even though it's not what we want in our life right now. And it's a beautiful opportunity to change that. So if you attracted someone that was like your father and your father was abusive, it's a time for you to stand up for yourself in a way that you couldn't when you were a little girl. So it does provide um, an opportunity to grow and heal those parts of ourselves. And and the caveat is a relationship can also bring a lot of healing as well. They don't just shed light to the wound. They can also be ways where we learn um, more stable attachment. So it can go both ways. When you work with people, um, you do mostly individual counseling or you work in groups or in couples? Honestly, it's a it's a very big mix. I have about one-third of my caseload is couples, and the rest are individuals. And when you work with them, is it a talk therapy? Is it – give us a little bit of guidance of how that – how your therapy works with people. Yeah, I mean, so every client is so different, and, and that's – and I approach each one differently, so it's not that – Um, structured, but I do a lot of trauma work and I'm trained in um, something called post-induction therapy, but it's inner child work. So if they come to me uh, for individual counseling, it is talk therapy at first and I'm collecting a lot of information and I'm building rapport. But then when I isolate the wound, sometimes I do more of what we call an experiential approach. And so I try to go back and do some reparenting and rehealing to older wounds that they might have. It's funny because if they're in a coupleship, that's exactly what Mago does too. So whether they come to me individually or in coupleship, the the way to healing is to kind of isolate where the wounds were and to kind of address those wounds. And it some very often is more than talk therapy, but that's how we start. Right. And the couples talk to each other with you as the facilitator. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's why I love Imago so much. Everyone thinks of couples counseling as a couples counselor sitting there and you're kind of making judgment where Imago, you're sitting across from your loved one and I'm I'm facilitating a dialogue and I'm definitely guiding and giving a lot of, we call them sentence stems, but giving them a lot of um, suggestions to take it deeper. But the energy in the session and the work in the session is, when you're looking at your partner and you're mirroring them, which just means you're saying back what you hear and the healing and the experience happens between you and your partner rather than the therapist um, being in the middle of that. Uh, Right. You're more the facilitator to bring that out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that must be very powerful. I mean, I'm sure particularly when the insights come, you know, when, when the person, the other person says, wow, I never knew you thought that way. 
I never realized how deep this was for you or, you know, that it really uh, elicited this core wound. I never knew that. I never knew it reminded you of what your dad or mother did. So that must be very powerful. It is. And I, I, I really feel like more times than not, couples leave the office feeling so much more connected and heard and understood. And that's particularly why I love the model, um, because it does create connectivity and understanding and light bulb moments. A couple might come in and someone might have a, a man might have a complaint. And once he starts the imago, he realizes that his own complaint about his wife might have so much more to do about him and his history than her. So it creates a lot of layers of um, awareness and deeper awareness as to why we are feeling certain ways. So I just, I love the approach. Yeah. And it's called Imago Therapy, and people can look that up. It's on your website, right? It's on mm-hmm. your website. Um, give us your website again. www.relationshipspb, like tombeach.com. Okay. And in there, there's an explanation of Imago Therapy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, Imago means image. And so we, the belief system for Imago and what Harville believes, which is slightly different than what I believe, but the bulk of the belief system is that we attract people who have positive and negative traits of our primary caregivers and that we, have, we pick these people and there's an opportunity to heal in every relationship. And so by knowing what is old and making it more conscious, like living in a more conscious relationship we can navigate the relationship much better. The problem is people aren't aware, so we keep re-traumatizing each other, not realizing that we're recreating old patterns. So it really brings you into a more conscious relationship. Yes, it's wonderful. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Jessica Baum more about relationships and making them work. And Jessica is is a licensed mental health counselor. She's the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach and the creator of the Selfful Method. She's a certified addiction specialist and a certified imago therapist. And again, you can log on to relationshipspbforpalmbeach.com. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking to Jessica Baum who's a licensed mental health counselor. She's the founder of the Relationship Institute of Palm Beach and the creator of the Self-Full Method. She's a certified addiction specialist and certified imago therapist, and her own personal core belief is centered around the importance of connection to yourself and the outside world. And she really feels that the disconnection is the issue and that that's what leads to pain. Welcome back, Jessica. Thank you. All right, so let's talk more about relationship, energy and relationship, relationship patterns that cause problems. Sure. No, one thing that I, I share a lot with couples and it really resonates with them is uh, something I did learn from Imago a long time ago is that often in our relationships, how we deal with fear and our energy um, is different. And what I mean by that is usually, not always, but there is someone called the lion in the relationship. And what that means is, the lion is a person in the relationship that when they respond to fear or when they are upset, their energy gets bigger and they, um, ex- they externalize their, their feelings. And they usually attract a turtle. And so the turtle, when the turtle is in fear, they contract their energy and they pull it in and they hide in their shell. So what I, often happens is the bigger the lion gets, the more the turtle hides, or vice versa. If the turtle hides, the lion gets bigger. So we're often energetically triggering um, a knee-jerk or a um, survival mechanism in each other that ends up hurting the other person. Mm-hmm. And so when I explain that to couples, you know, it kind of light bulbs go off because like, oh, he need, he's the turtle. Well, what does that mean? That means that he needs more time. He needs space to process his feelings. He probably can't vocalize his feelings or she as easily. She's a lion. Okay, she needs to work on containment and self-soothing and and making it a safe place for the turtle to stick their neck out. So using these animals help people understand how their partner is really hardwired very differently than they are. Once you start to realize that the hardwiring is differently and why, you have a little bit of compassion for how your partner is coping with pain when they're experiencing it. So I, I really like using that, that analogy and people really, they grab onto it the second I start to explain that. Can you give us an example? Just give us an example of a couple you've worked with where you saw that pattern emerge. Sure. So um, an example. So maybe the male in the relationship is upset about something And um, I'm trying to think of a real-life example. So maybe he got jealous about something, and all of a sudden he starts shutting down, and he starts avoiding his wife, and he starts, like, not communicating as much, and she starts to feel lonely. And she doesn't really understand why, but the more he shuts down and the more disconnected he gets because he's in pain about something, the more upset she gets. And she starts vocalizing that he's not there for her and that he doesn't love her and without communication and without really understanding, the more she gets upset, the more he shuts down. So there's a lack of of real um, understanding and he might not want to be vulnerable and share why he's upset because he's scared he might get attacked or he's scared of the reaction on the other end. So it's all about creating safety, but that that kind of dynamic happens a lot in in the relationship dance and couples really can sense when their partner is shutting down or starting to get a little bit explosive. So, you know, you need to work on kind of responding differently. Uh, What I mean by that is if you're a turtle, you need to work on vulnerability and um, learning how to communicate your feelings. And if you're a lion, you need to learn on um, how to contain and speak from a very calming voice and really kind of address the situation rationally. Okay. This has been great, Jessica. Closing thoughts. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? I would just like to leave that, you know, your relationships that are showing up for you in your life right now are your biggest teachers. And during COVID, 
it's really important to have a lot of compassion and try to shift and look at yourself and inward a little and use this experience to create insight and growth. Yeah, just so important. And tell people again how they can find you and maybe any courses that you're teaching. So relationshipspb.com is my website. I have a, a, a simple detox course on how to get out of a toxic relationship, how to detox from unhealthy relationships. And I have another course um, for people with anxious attachment styles, and they can be found on my website. I also have another website, jessicabaumlmhc.com, and it's got two domain names. The other domain name domain name is beselfful.com. That might be the easiest one. So the courses are on there, um, and my contact information is on there as well. And you said be self. What was that? What was the last one? Be self-ful. The other. Selfful.com. Be selfful. That's B-S-E-L-F. S-E-L-L. Yeah. All right. Jessica, thanks so much for being on the program. It's been very insightful and enlightening. You're welcome. Stand the line for a minute. It was wonderful. Again, Jessica Baum, and you have her website. So do take a look at that, relationshipspb.com. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, particularly now during COVID virus, if you're listening live or within a few weeks uh, of this broadcast, stay healthier and safe and, you know, stay inside if that's what you're directed to do. And uh, let's keep, let's connect with each other. Remember, we may be socially distancing, but we're really not socially distancing. We're physically distancing. Socially, we want to stay together. And the technology can help us, our FaceTime and our Zoom and, you know, any anything that we can use to connect us to people that we can't connect to physically at this time. Um, you can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com and get a copy of my newsletter, which I send out every month to tell you who the guests are. And you can also like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. And if you want to do your own program or podcast, contact me because I help people create them so we can get all these good messages out. Until next week, have a wonderful week. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.